Smith there giving us, well, exactly, I think what most people were thinking. P.J. Glasser, Nick Ashew, Ben MGM tonight. Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in attempts to see if James would come to Dallas. That's the headline, and it's laughable. It's laughable. Of course he reached out. Yeah. Guys have conversations all the time, P.J., but you know what? LeBron's not going to give up that Lakers jersey and what they've built to go to a team what well, one in general that doesn't really know what their identity is two does not have a good head coach in Jason Kidd and three let's just put aside the fact that the Mavs don't have any options in terms of assets to give up to the Lakers if the Lakers on top of that were able to say yeah we'll make this trade how does LeBron and a ball dominant Kyrie and a ball dominant Luka work together good luck Nick Kyrie reaching out to LeBron is just about as good as me reaching out to Natalie Portman. Like, there's just absolutely no Here chance. Here she's on the market now. I know. There's yeah. absolutely no chance. Here's here's the thing that just is why it will never, ever happen, is Bronny is going to USC. Bronny is the first kid in LeBron's family to make it to college, and he, we see him at his games all the time, and the fact that he's going to USC, like, mm -hmm. why would LeBron leave LA? Now, if Bronny transfers to TCU, or if he, you know, if he transfers somewhere in the Dallas area, if he goes to Texas, then I think these rumors all of a sudden become very interesting. As long as Bronny is enrolled in USC, there's absolutely zero, zero chance that he is not playing for the Lakers. Now, if you told me that Bronny was going to get drafted by the Mavs, then I'd say, well, yeah, LeBron might go join him. Because sure. you know my conspiracy theory is that and now it's caught on. I'd like to say that I was early on this, by the way, uh, that LeBron is going to go wherever Bronny gets drafted, oh, yeah. and it's a package deal, so teams will be more willing to draft Bronny, and maybe he'll even go in the top ten because of that. But yeah, he's not... It, like, the Mavs are in a horrible situation right now, and Kyrie also has no other option, so he's looking around going, hmm, well, I can't I'm not going to get paid. There's another report out there. The Lakers aren't willing to give him a, a massive deal. Kyrie, which I think is the right choice. Plus 105 for the Dallas Mavericks to be the next team for Kyrie Irving. That is the favorite by a mile. Lakers are plus 225. Miami is 10 to 1. There's no place for Kyrie Irving to go other than staying in Dallas because they're desperate to have somebody to play alongside Luka. He's going to ask for a trade in a year or two anyway. This is the only option for him, and that team is really not going to be able to improve very much, and they're going to be in the same spot where they were last year, except maybe this time they squeak into the play-in tournament. It's, it's a And, like, exactly, that's the thing. Like, who of the teams that were in the Western Conference this year, like, who's not going to make it next year? Denver was the one seed. They're going to be back. Yep. Now, Memphis as the two seed, but they really tend to play well with Ja, not there, you know? Yeah. And they're probably going to lose Dylan Brooks, but... I still think they're good enough to make it to the postseason. Phoenix is going to be back, obviously. Golden State, even if they lose Draymond, they'll be back. Clippers will be back. The Lakers will be back. Minnesota will be back in the playoffs. Sacramento will be back in the playoffs. So Literally every single team. I mean, there's 10 teams ahead of the Mavs right now because they missed the play-in. I don't see one of those teams falling off. Even the Pelicans, if Zion's healthy, Correct. that was the 10 seed. They won 42 games last year. There's a better chance that they're in the play-in again. Or... We saw they were the one seed for a little while in the West. If you have Luca, or if you have Luca, if you have uh, Zion out there playing and actually healthy, the Pelicans are a top four seed maybe in the Western Conference. Hundred percent. OKC, we know how good oh, they're going to be. Oh, oh this up next year. They're going to be so good this upcoming season. And look, I don't think the Houston Rockets are going to be a playoff team, but if they add some veterans now, Ime's your coach. Those young players are going to get better. I mean, I just. There's, there's not a lot to like with Dallas right now. Like, the West is loaded. 
those teams that made the postseason aren't going anywhere. And, uh, yeah, man. And you have two superstars in Luke and Kyrie that are just, they're going to be load managing a little bit. Don't think it's going to mesh well. The defense is going to be a major issue yep. all season. It's just not going to be good. Luca will ask for a trade by next offseason. I think that's fair. Where, where, where would you like to see him? Well, I mean, I'm a, a Knicks Luke, fan, so, you know, first I'd love to see him with the Knicks. Also, the Wizards are my, you know, my side piece team, so I'd love to see him in Washington. I was going to say. By the way, the Wizards have gone out, and they are just hiring every smart front office person from other organizations they can. I'm like, wait, do they actually want to win games and, like, build a winner now? Well, once they restructure their roster, then I'll believe it. Which sure. is why when we were talking about yeah. Dallas, I'm like, look. Would, can we start something with Kyrie centered around Beal? Like, I don't want Kyrie around my term, my team long term, but I think short term and to just give both guys fresh starts. And The know. problem is you're going to have to sign Kyrie to a big deal. So let's say it's mm -hmm. some sort of sign and trade with Dallas. You're going to be giving him like a four or five year deal. Yeah. Do you want to commit that much to a guy that doesn't I, always want to no, be out there? No, I do not. I so. do not. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's going to be a lot of control in Washington now with Winger and the rest of his staff, and they're going to let him really build a team, and we'll see. Like, we'll see. I mean, we've seen this with the last couple of GMs. The Ernie Grunfeld was known as the uh, the arsonist firefighter where he'd, put, he'd create fires, and then he'd put out the fires that he started. Like, oh, okay, Otto Porter was a terrible – yeah, it was a bad contract, so I'll trade him away. Like, it was stuff like that. But I, I just – I don't know where, where else besides Dallas Kyrie can go. That one, like, is feasible. And even if you take out, like, okay, some team can, like, the Miami Heat find a way to just work out a sign and trade. It doesn't make sense. They make the numbers work. We watched the Heat do it a couple times. Like, I can't even think of many teams besides somebody that, let's say, would be desperate and would want, like, a veteran there. But even some really bad teams. The Magic, I don't, I mean, yeah, you have yourself a star maybe, but they got a young team that has a really good shot at being a playoff team or at least a play-in team next year. Detroit's loaded up with young talent in their backcourt. The Hornets, they got Lonzo, or they got LaMelo Ball. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of options at all. I'm trying to think. Like, maybe, what about the Clippers? God, could you imagine Kyrie, Kawhi, and Paul Okay, George? so that actually, right? Like those you know, that, they, they could use a point guard. They'd have to part with Paul George or Kawhi. So then the question becomes, are you sending Kawhi or Paul George to, which Paul George with Luka would actually make sense. Maybe that's what they do as we're working through this trade literally right here. A sign and trade where Dallas gets Paul George. I like Luke and Paul George together a lot. Yeah, but, if, like you're, but if you're the Clippers, do you look at that and say, yeah, that makes us better? Well, I, I just think, no, I, I don't. I think they're saying to themselves, we need Kawhi help. Clippers are 10 to 1, by the way, to be Kyrie's next team. Hmm. Tied with Miami and Phoenix. Yeah, man, they, they need... Clippers just need Kawhi to stay healthy. I think they beat the Nuggets. if, Or, uh, excuse me, I think they beat the Suns if Kawhi's healthy for that series. And then who knows what they would have done against the Nuggets. Probably wouldn't have beaten them, but I think they would have given them a good series. They just need Kawhi to stay healthy. Do I think he would be a better fit than Paul George would be? I, I don't know. I think he might. I mean... Paul George is such a good defender. Mm -hmm. You're losing. He's you're good, losing a lot, a lot of defense, defense with Paul George gone, and you then Kawhi are. playing 50 games. You are. I think. And you don't know if Kyrie's going to play consistently either. Paul George, if he's healthy, will at least play. But Kyrie, I mean, we've seen this. Did Ty Lue coach Kyrie in Cleveland, or he got there after him? No, he was there when he was there because they won the title together. That's right. Yeah. I, I was thinking yeah. David Blatt. Yeah. Won it. yeah. Ty Lue did win it. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So another reason. I mean, makes sense. I think the Clippers would be the only team. That you like, if they decide to shake things up, that's the situation that go like Chicago twenty five to one. I mean, oh. I mean, I, I, I 
Yeah, yeah and you have to think it's both I sides, know, right? So cause... what is Dallas getting back in return? The Clippers, we talked about, that makes sense. Miami's 10-1, to 1, but they don't have a lot of assets. They did sign and trades for Jimmy Butler and for uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I don't... Phoenix, maybe Phoenix. I don't so like that's, Levine. Maybe Phoenix is a wild card, but does Durant... He said there were no hard feelings when everything broke up in Brooklyn. Does Phoenix do that? And then what, Dallas gets picks and Chris Paul? Does that work? I mean, that's a, that's a guy that's actually going to get Luka involved to be a facilitator, but Chris Paul could play 40 games. Right. They're 10 to 1. Minnesota's 25 to 1, and then Utah's 30 to 1. Utah's got a nice young team. They're not going after Kyrie. No, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. And Minnesota, like does that does that benefit them? You're they're better off trading Carl Anthony Towns and trying to come up with like it, that just doesn't feel like a fit. What about Philly? If they move on from Harden, you've Nick Nurse now. Mm-hmm. Would Embiid and, and Kyrie be a nice little match? You know, yeah, you have Maxi there as the off guy. Tobias Harris's contract is coming up. I wonder if Philly, but I just think of Kyrie and Philly. Oy. I don't know if that'd be well. <laughs> he, he'd have uh, he'd have some problems with the fans and the media. Uh, let's yeah, just say. I don't, so I don't for know entertainment purposes, I think there's something there. <laughs> I mean, listen, if if you've got him out there with Joel Embiid, and they're two very different players, you got Embiid in the post. You can kind of spread the floor more. Let Kyrie work on the perimeter. There's certainly something there, but you kind of had that with James Harden already, and Harden's a better facilitator, better shot creator for other players than Kyrie is. So is it really even an upgrade? You get better. Okay, you may get more scoring. But I just don't know if that really necessarily. But the Sixers aren't in a position where it's even just about getting better. It's also just working with the cards they were dealt. And the cards they were dealt are James Harden may not be back, and the roster you had is probably already maxed out. Yeah. But, man, Nick Nurse's head coach now is a game changer. Like, that really is. Getting Doc out of there, getting Nurse. And I think Kyrie would be good under Nick Nurse. I just don't know if... Him and Embiid would be a good match, but I think they might be because, you know, Embiid just being as big as he is, Nick. Like, when you go through playoff series, sometimes you just need him to go through, like, two, three-minute stretches where Mm -hmm. Kyrie can just go over and take on mode. And that's what they asked Harden to do, and he he did it for a couple of games in that Boston series. But I I do think, especially with Nick Nurse as the head coach, who's very good at game planning in in half-court offense with ISO-type players, he won a... Won a championship with Kawhi as his main guy. Like I, th- I think that could work. I think Kyrie to Philly would would actually be a good fit. So I think we've worked out now that it's either Dallas, which is the most likely and the favorite, the Clippers, which actually would be a decent fit. If, if I'm the Clippers, I don't want to make that trade, but maybe I consider it just to shake things up a little bit, and then maybe Philly. And I don't really know that that makes Philly better. But you know, honestly, man, if you look at the Eastern Conference, we talk about how deep the West is. The East has the Bucks. They won 58 games, but question mark. They just lost in the first round. Then the Celtics. We know the up-and-down season they've had, especially in the playoffs. The Sixers, we just talked about. Early exit. The Cavs look terrible in the playoffs. The Knicks. I mean, listen, I'll even take my fandom out of it. That's a decent team, but are they going to win more? They won 47 games last year. They won more than, I mean, without a big trade, are they more than a 47-48 win team? The Nets, they're going to be some sort of a rebuild. The Hawks, we don't know what they are. The Heat, like, you go down this list, there's a lot more room for aggression and reworking a roster knowing you got a shot. If you're playing in the East right now, as opposed to out there in the West, where the West is a lot more jammed up, it's, it's literally the NFC and the AFC just in NBA form. 
Let me throw one more team at you. And for be- Kyrie? Yeah. All right. And because they gave up so many draft picks for Rudy Gobert. I don't know if it could work, but what about Minnesota? Yeah, they're 25-1 to 1 to be his next team. I just don't... One, yeah, even if you take out assets, right? Like, teams find a way, three-way deals, like mm-hmm. four-way deals. You can find ways to sort of swing some certain trades. Right. But if you're Minnesota, you're probably more likely, and maybe that's part of the trade, Carl Anthony Towns. Because the Carl Anthony Towns-Rudy Gobert situation doesn't make sense. At that point, can Anthony Edwards and Kyrie Irving coexist, though? I think they can. You think they can? I think they can. Because my my concern is Anthony Edwards is sort of taking over as the franchise guy on this team. Like, he's who you build around. No doubt. From personality to skill to just likability, marketing, like all that stuff. He is a franchise player. Yes. Could be an MVP one day if this team actually takes the strides to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But then you bring in Kyrie. Does that take away from the growth of Anthony Edwards? That takes away shots. That takes away just uh, just usage rate. Like all of those things, it makes it maybe a little more difficult. But he could benefit because there's more eyes on Kyrie. But does Kyrie go in and help like bring together this young team? Like is he that type of player? I just don't think he is. And that's that's the thing. But I think Anthony Edwards, even though he's still so young, is getting to the stage where I think he, he wants to win. And Rudy Gobert definitely wants to win. He's had so many teams in Utah where they were good in the regular season, just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. They'd, they'd have to figure out a way to, to make it work. But I really do think Kyrie and Edwards could, could be an interesting mesh if those two end up together. Kyrie throwing alley-oops to Anthony Edwards would be fun. <laughs> I think they could work. So Minnesota would be my off-the-radar team. I think Philly would be my my best fit for Kyrie, though. I think him and Embiid would be awesome. I'm kind of buying more and more into the Clippers thing, though. The Clippers? I really like, am. I um, just, gosh, him and Kawhi. I mean, those are like the two players in the league that you just cannot trust, like, the you most. Be, you better have some depth. I mean, the <laughs> most. But look, it's kind of like the Texas Rangers in baseball, right? They go out and they sign Jacob DeGrom knowing full well he's going to get hurt. Right. And he did. They just put yep. him on the 60 day. But then they also signed like three other pitchers yeah. and they helped out the offense. So like you just said, Nick, that was a great word. You got to have a game plan. Like if you're going to go after Kyrie, you better have other things that you're cooking up too. If the Clippers do that, I don't hate it. But I, I just got him and Kawhi together. I mean, every night you better be like, is this guy playing? I mean, on paper, yeah, you're like, that's a, that's a team that's talented. But then you go, let's look at this logically. You're going to get 50 <laughs> games out of maybe both of them. And then there you go. Vegas just scored, by the way. one nothing Vegas Knights. Change my mind Monday next. Bet MGM the night.